Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring! Welcome to another, hopefully, non-boring episode of Canadian Politics is Boring. My name is Jesse Harley. Uh, here with us is our host, Reese Waters, who is uh, trying to learn through teaching me. So far, he's been... Teaching me about Canadian politics by talking about insane people, drunks, and insane drunks, which is entertaining no matter what you're talking about. So uh, I think last episode you said, Reese, that this episode would be about something completely different, and that's I'm 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 intrigued. Hello, Reese. How are you? I, I just spoke a lot without without hearing your voice. Know, so let me like let me in. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. I will use okay. how you answer this question to judge you. Um, okay. <laughs> so, I feel like you do that a lot. Do you like Tim Hortons? I, yes, I do. I, I, I sadly do. I know it's everywhere. It's, it's like, it's, it's saturated the market, but I, it's like a weird, I grew up with it. Right. So like I grew up with it as a kid and as a teenager, and it was a place where we would hang out as teenagers and as young adults. And then after that, it just kind of exploded in the market as an adult, which, you know, nobody really likes, but it's, it's kind of nice when you're traveling and you don't really know uh, the city you're in. And then like, you, you don't have any people around and then you see Tim Hortons like, Oh, Tim Hortons. And you go and you get, the familiar treats and one sit down. So it's just, it's a like, I'll take that as a really labored. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I like the words. <laughs> so, so, um, this episode is all about the political power of Tim Hortons. Frig right off. Yeah. What? Do you, do you think about, when you think politics, do you think about Tim Hortons? 
I don't think about politics. You might not. <laughs> but if I were to think about politics, no, I wouldn't think about Tim Hortons. Well, politicians do. And that's what this episode is going to be about. It's going to be about how important Tim Hortons is to uh, how politicians judge uh, the electorate and who they are and who they, they want to speak to and how they want to speak to them as well. What? It sounds insane, doesn't it? I mean, most of the things you talk to me about sound insane, so I'm not that surprised, but this is... Okay, yeah. So I'm going to read you a speech by uh, a gentleman called Stephen Harper, former Prime Minister of Canada. You, you know who you know who he is? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. So this is his speech that he gave. Okay. Millions more Canadian hockey parents like me know well that when it is 20 below, when everyone is up for a 6 a.m. practice, nothing motivates the team more than a box of Timbits, and nothing warms the parents in the stands better than a hot double-double. Perhaps no one said it better about Tim Hortons than the great Canadian author Pierre Berton. Let me quote, in so many ways, the story of Tim Hortons is the essential Canadian story. It is the story of success and tragedy, of big dreams in small towns, of old-fashioned values, and tough-fisted business of hard work and of hockey. So he was kind of trying to position himself as, I'm like you. I, I, I do all the stuff you do. I am, I'm a normal person. When, in fact, he was an alien but, but was, with, but, a, with a human skin pulled over his head. Yeah, that's... You can see what he was trying to do. He was trying to... I can see what he was trying to yeah, do, he yeah. He trying to use Tim Hortons to frame himself as, as <laughs> I'm just, just one of the guys. <laughs> Beep, boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the, the, the thing is now, these days, you find that people are not defined as voters or, and as citizens. They are now being defined as consumers... And, right. And oh yeah. Oh my God. You're right. The purest form of what a Canadian consumer is of the every everyday person is Tim Hortons. That's the most accessible way for a politician to define that consumer slash voter. Okay. So when Tim Hortons opened his first store in 1964, only there was only a swing of about t- ten to twenty percent change in how people voted, but now. Um, the electorate swings by 30 to 40%, which means that people are less attached to political parties, but the research shows they're way more attached to brands in their lives than they are to politics. Uh, Okay. So the idea is that politicians have to frame themselves through those brands to be more relevant and to capture people's attention, which is why he's, oh. which is why he was given that, that speech because people feel more emotionally attached to that brand than they do to him and his party. How do they find this out though? How do they know this is true? Like, well, the, so 2004, 2006, the federal elections, the conservative uh, party strategist Patrick Matard basically said to activists, "Go to Tim Hortons, not to Starbucks." So they they were clearly. They, it's quite openly discussed that they are using um, those brands to define who they should speak to and where they should be speaking to them. So I love the the idea is Starbucks, they vote liberal. You know, they're going to be, they're like, they're not conservative voters. Conservatives go to Tim Hortons? Well, yeah, I guess. Know, grassroots, you know, is kind of, that's the one thing I like about Canada is that people are way less pretentious and even if you've got money and you're well educated, you still want people still tend to like want to seem normal and they value kind of not trying to appear as like 
you know, fancy, which, which I kind of like. So even if you're fancy Canadians, that, that, those two words just don't really exactly, go together. Exactly. And, and that's one of the things I love about Canada is that, you know, everyone is pretty down to Cause it. it's just so, do you ever try to be fancy and dress for the winter? It doesn't, you can't do it, exactly. man. Yeah, like, just, exactly, exactly. There's no fancy toques out there. No, okay. no, exactly. <laughs> so... You know, they, so they, they, the, the idea that you've got to be that every man, you've got to speak to that, whereas Starbucks drinkers, maybe they try and be fancy. <laughs> you know. So, so when they're, so hold on, are you saying that instead of going door to door, they went to Tim Hortons? No, they, they were kind of saying, don't like target people who would be the kind of people you'd meet in a Starbucks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You, know, I mean, you, go, you go into Tim Hortons. There's families. There's old. So they're they're getting on the news. They're being interviewed by a whole bunch a whole bunch of news conglomerates, and they've got their double double in their hand, conspicuously exactly. beside the microphone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, yeah. And like, thank know, you all for coming. Thank you very exactly. much. Yes, we're going to address. Would anyone like a Timbit? Anyone? Yes. You look like you're hungry. Yeah, I know you, Fred. Here, I have a Timbit. Crueler. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> you walk into a Tim Hortons. There's kids running around. There's like a couple of old people just chatting socializing and then you go into starbucks and like everyone is just there on a laptop writing a novel so <laughs> that's my experience it's totally true I know, like, i'm 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 still still writing my novel i'm working on a thesis um what are you doing i'm just writing a collection of short poems i haven't decided whether i'm going to publish them or not you know it's a very it's a very different environment it's <laughs> And even though it's incredibly true, and even though like they say venti or whatever for the sizes, I hate that so much. Say, Give I, me a I, goddamn I st- medium. I still, <laughs> I still say large, medium, or small. Um, and of course, and if anyone asks me, what do you mean? Do you want venti? I'm like, do you know what a medium is? Exactly. I, Give know, me the one in the middle. <laughs> Just <laughs> as if somehow that's how they were raised. Instead of like asking, what, what size drink do you want, Jimmy? Uh, how much how much orange juice do you want, venti? Yes, of course. <laughs> That's how we say it in our house. So, uh, you know, and, and the idea is that, like, Tim Horton's voters, you know, they, they, they kind of, they like plain spoken truths, Timbit sized. And that's how they kind of like, oh, they like to be packaged, simple taglines, like a Timbit, which kind of assumes, assumes very little of people to be able to have complex arguments. They just want to... They want a, a box of ten Timbits, and each Timbit represents a policy that's easy to remember and easy to repeat. <laughs> I think it's quite cynical. Uh, that was that was a quote from um, uh, an article. Which I'll post the link to again. Um, it was just them framing. They didn't say that. They were kind of framing. That's the approach. <laughs> Um, wow. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what can we take away from this? This is, uh, well, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say, but this is, I don't even know what I've learned. From uh, well, I guess, I guess that you're being treated to your, your hostility to politics is not, um, necessarily dumbfounded or kind of from a bad place because you're being treated cynically because people are defining you by what you buy and how you dress and what you consume essentially rather than right. what you need and what you believe in and what matters to you no but i see what you're saying though they looked at the consumerism they're like who are the people who'd vote for us what yeah. are they talking about the most oh they're talking about how much their cell phone bills are expensive so to talk to our target demographic voters let's reduce their cell phone bill or at least say we're gonna and not do it like it's exactly that's wow that's gross so that's do you can you blame me for being cynical can you blame me for finding this like just not 
just this is like looking at all of this is a wrestling event and it is it's a wrestling event it really is it's like it's a who he said she said uh hero and vilification um wrestling event there's no like they can say whatever they want and they cannot do any of them and that's totally fine and it's just a it's a pointing fingers and blaming it's 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 so ridiculous and it's what's even more ridiculous is how hyped up people get about this stuff it's just <laughs> and, and there's, there's a great article by susan delacour that talks about the cynical way that voters are treated and there's a great quote from um gilbert reed who's a, a canadian author who kind of laid out the rules for handling um citizens as consumers and the idea is um you don't talk about sacrifice or collective good or facts or problems it's much more about promises that do make people go yeah i, I don't want to spend as much on my thing that I, I need i needed to go down by 15 percent, and somehow that'll make my life better so he, <laughs> and, and he kind of he, he really tries to differentiate between the idea of a citizen and a consumer so what he says is um the citizen and i'm idealizing here was an adult had an attention span was patient was interested in the common good had some knowledge of history and empathy for others was open to debate and willing often to make individual sacrifices for the good of all the consumer is the exact opposite of the citizen oh wow which i think is quite a powerful <laughs> statement that is a very powerful statement. That's incredibly powerful. How, how does uh, that make you feel? Are you, are you, uh, do you now understand the political power of Tim Hortons? <laughs> I, I don't think Tim Hortons has political power. No, I, but, I, but in terms of <laughs> it defines, defines the population in the eyes of political strategists. I guess I don't really fully understand how Tim Hortons is being used as a political tool. Well, look at it this way. How do you, you look at like how different each province is in Canada in terms of economically and the kind of the, the history of each place and the, the kind of individual cultures you have that are quite spread out over a huge like landmass. But, right. but Tim Hortons is one of the few unifying forces that you have uh, in terms of they're everywhere and everyone, if you, if you, like you said, you go to a different city you go there and you know what you want and your it's familiar to you. So it's kind of like a compass. It doesn't matter where you are. It's a familiar measuring stick that you can use. Um, yeah, and then you meet at Tim Hortons. You meet where do you want to meet? Well, meet at meet at the Tim's. You know, like exactly, exactly. So we've so, got our own like we've got our own weird Canadian nicknames for the double double. That's that's just a Canadian thing. You go to the states and ask for a double double. They look at you funny. Or a triple double, <laughs> or a double triple, or a triple triple. If you right, if you yeah, want yeah, a heart attack you know. before fifty. You know. <laughs> so if you vote for me, we're going to give a twenty pack of Tim Hortons to every Canadian citizen who voted for me. No, I do yeah. I've, I've got an observation about Tim Hortons as well that. <clears throat> Um, coming from the UK, every town you go to, there's a pub and everyone it goes to the pub. And if you're from that town, if you lose your job, you go to the pub that night and you go, I lost my job. I'm, I'm going to have a pint because I lost my job. And then people in the Is pub, the pint for free because you lost your job? If you're a regular, someone might buy you a pint. And then okay. and you'll find people go, Dave over there in the corner, he's hiring. And it becomes this kind of like community network that is focused in the pub. And then right. coming to Canada, everything is kind of like you drive. It's not that kind of old world um, towns are designed around being able to walk around. It's much more sparse and you don't have those kind of like central community hubs as much as you do. Well, and we have the entire population of the UK in Canada. So it's we're spread out. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> exactly. So so the the 
I find that when I've gone to Tim Hortons that you see like groups of of uh, older people, seniors, they're together talking and, and meeting up there and you, I get the same vibe from Tim Hortons as I would from a pub. It's kind oh yeah, of, no, it's, that's it's, for sure. It is, it is it is the kind of, and that's the power of it, I think, it is it is the, the, the central hub. And even if you go to like really rural parts of like Cape Breton or anywhere in Canada, you get that feeling that there's, the Tim Hortons is is a central meeting point for a lot of people or the closest Tim Hortons. I find that with cafe, like Tim Hortons and mom and pop cafes, like independently owned cafes, not Starbucks. Starbucks is where people, like you said, go to write their novels. And you're like, you're not wrong. It's it's sadly. <laughs> have you ever written a novel in in Tim in um? Have you ever written a novel in Starbucks? Scripts, yes, Scripts. I have. It's, <laughs> right, like it's it's hilariously accurate. I do. You know, I I really like to be provocative, and I like to try and uh, break the mold. So I am going to try and write a novel in Tim Hortons. <laughs> and tell me all about how hard it is to write a novel in Tim Hortons. <laughs> let's let's do our podcast at a Starbucks and see if anyone questions us. <laughs> Just clamp the suspension arm and everything, and set up like a mixer on the table. And what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, we're just doing a podcast in Tim Hortons. Yeah, I'm sure it's so pretentious that they probably let us. Did you enjoy learning about how um, you're being treated as a as a consumer rather than a human being? Did I enjoy that? Yeah, is that a nice thing to find out? Thoroughly. Oh, just the highlight of my day. <laughs> Thank you very much. You know how I said stop, like... Do you, do you want me to go back to crazy try people? Try to entertain me? Yeah, go back to crazy people. Was that, That's was, was that just depressing? <laughs> that was depressing. <laughs> it was. I'm, I'm, I don't feel good about myself right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to go write in my journal and cry for a bit. I don't like politics as it is. You don't have to point out more reasons for me to not to like politics. <laughs> yeah, but if people, if people kind of got wise to this, then they could, like, make a thing. Then nothing's what's going to happen. Nothing. Stuff happens. Stuff happens all the time. What? Things. I, yeah, stuff, stuff and, and things. things. Loads yeah. of it. If there's enough stuff and enough things happening at the same time, then some other stuff happens. And then that leads to more things. It's, uh, you're... you're Oddly accurate in, yeah, as vague that's, as that is. That's, that's yeah, that's true. It will be outlined in my novel. <clears throat> Stuff and things. things. A Tim Hortons novel. <laughs> It'd be, you know, like those, um, do you know one thing that blew my mind when I moved to Canada was the book section in Walmart. Lots of saucy, sexy novels about Amish people. What? I mean, go to the book, go to the book section. There's a, I don't, that would mean I'd have to go to Walmart, and that's not happening. <laughs> so I'm going to write a romantic novel in that, you know, those trashy romantic love novels. I'm going to write one of those, but set in a Tim Hortons in the 1600s. So it's taking place in the 1600s. In Tim at Hortons. a Tim Hortons yeah. in the 1600s. So there will be Tim Hortons in the 1600s. The franchise owner, he's wealthy, and his daughter falls in love with a blacksmith who is in the unit next door to Tim Hortons, but it's forbidden, you know. He's, he's got it lined up to, to marry the, the, the son of a Burger King franchise owner. <laughs> Please write this. We have so much... So many things on the go to sell you, uh, dear listener. We've got we've got the Tim Hortons from the 1600s era period piece love story that will soon be sold only and solely at Walmart. Cool. So um, I've had fun depressing you. Yes, um, I've I've well. had fun being depressed. Thank you so much. 
I want to say thank you to people on Twitter and people who are starting to suggest other ideas for for future episodes. It's good. Keep it coming. And thanks to the people who are. Did someone the suggest show. this? Oh God! That's, no, no. Somebody no. suggesting new things. Oh, new things. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, and people are. There's lots of people uh, who have been downloading the show, um, and we got in the top 100 in the political category in Canada, which is great because all the other... And politics- as as of the recording of this episode, uh, number 17 in India for yeah. politi- Canadian... For politics? Or Canadian for politics? politics. For politics. politics. That politics. either means we're very, very popular in India or politics is not. And so- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go and get a big, big, big triple, triple. Um, or I'm going to go and I'm going to go and go in there and ask for a quad, quad. And I'm going to go turn off the lights, um, cry in the corner, and buy something I don't need from Amazon. Yeah, and and they'll use that information to uh, approach you come the next election. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. That's Thank good. you so much, good... Reese, for for trying to make this episode interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it is well, it's, I'd say it's more interesting than it is funny. But. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thank you, dear listener, for uh, for for putting a snug in your ear holes. I know Reese loves that saying. Uh, well, we we appreciate it. we appreciate you coming by and and, and making us part of your day. I, the only reason I don't like it is because I've seen what's in your 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 lobes and uh, it looks like a vegetable patch. I clean my ear holes. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it this way: don't borrow his headphones. <laughs> God. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. 
There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it, no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there.